think a lot of businesses, Google included, they're trying to keep up. Embracing changes as they come, paying attention to it, making sure that you're not overlooking the basics and the things that are supposed to be done just to keep chasing the new and fun all right, everybody. Thank you for joining the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast. This is your host, Evan Faisiger, and I'm joined with the other host, John Ballard, the CEO and co-founder of Foremost Media. John, how are you doing today? Hey, good, Evan. I can't believe it's almost 2024. It just flew by this year. I say that every year, but this year was even faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I still think I'm in one of those camps, though, that keeps saying they look back and feel like last year was 2019. <sighs> and the past four years have just kind of gone by without anything. <laughs> and he's a lace with anything. But here we are. Uh, it is going to be 2024, probably by the time this podcast uh, is going to be released. And I think it was a pretty eventful year for 2023, wouldn't you say? It's been a crazy year. A lot of stuff going on in marketing and just life in general. So let's dive into it. I'm excited to talk about what the future brings for 2024 in our opinions. Yeah. And, you know, I think that we could probably turn this into a podcast completely about AI, but I don't think we want to do that. Although ignoring that would be definitely an error if we're, <laughs> we're talking about how 2024 marketing, uh, things that we're good, things that we expect to see. Uh, anything that's top on your list? You know, I wanted to start with something a little different, something that you shouldn't do in 2024. So I've got this friend named Evan Facinger, and he gave me the brilliant idea of texting my wife messages from AI in the morning just to say hello or I love you or whatever. And uh, Evan, that sounded like a brilliant idea to me. So I downloaded ChatGPT on my phone and I started sending text messages. The first one I sent, my wife storms out of the bedroom and she's like, what the heck? You got a girlfriend or something? You've never written anything this nice for me. So that was the first and last AI text I sent to my wife. So don't do that in 2024. Yeah. Well, well we're going to find out, I guess, in 2024, if my wife actually listens to this podcast or not, uh, when my secret comes out that I've been using AI to text her uh, on a regular <laughs> basis. Well, but, so I guess I just threw you under the bus. Maybe we need to have somebody edit that part out. But, uh, no, I say we leave it. It'll be a good test. Yeah. yeah but so. I, you know, I think you bring a really great point with that. I mean, there's a lot of fun uses for AI. There's a lot of professional uses for AI. And of course, AI is going to be a major part of you know marketing in 2024 because it has to be you know and i think that the the gap's going to widen between the companies that really choose to embrace it uh and those that choose to fight it but with that i think that you know the bs meter for ai that is going to increase quite a bit and if you're of the mindset that you can just use ai and put everything that it says out there. You know, I think that's going to end up actually hurting a lot of companies that think they're embracing AI. They're just doing it in the wrong way. Yeah, it is easy to spin out an article. It's it's tempting to not even read it sometimes or really put much thought into it. But you know, I think what marketers can do, I was reflecting on this and how to embrace AI for content creation, which I think is really going to be a big trend in 2024. Is you know you've got to add experience. That's one thing AI cannot do. You know, you know. So if, if you're writing an article about a tactic for marketing, for example, add some experience. What have you seen? You know, what what kind of results have your customers experienced? That's something that AI just can't generate. And I think that AI and, and search engines are going to start to look for that experience part of that equation in there to make sure that you really are writing this and, and it's a valid article. And I think users, I think, can see like right through a 
purely AI generated article as well. But you know, I, I, that's not to say you shouldn't be using it. I think it's a great tool to kind of review your writing, give you some ideas, um, compare some of the other articles out there to, to what you're writing. So there's a, a lot of different ways you can use it for content creation. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's so easy just to have something added, spun up, but just because it's easy doesn't mean it's good. So one thing that I do expect to see in 2024, because, well, we're already seeing it now, so there's not really any Nostradamus sort of predictions here, but there's going to be that flood of AI content that, that's being created. And as that AI flood happens, you know, there needs to be more checks to see what's going to be quality content, you know, right? So there's going to be that that gap that I was talking about, or really people that can, you know, of course, UA, use AI, be more efficient. But if you're just using it to, to create the entire article and put it out, there's no, you know, that, that's content farms, right? I mean, those were a thing years ago until, you know, Panda came through and, you know, made, made it not, you know, as usable for it. That's what this is, right? It's just content farms, the content spinning, some of the old school tactics, but Google's smarter now. And, you know, if you take a look at, you know, the experience, I think that that's great, you know, being able to actually put some experience that's going to separate your articles, your contents, from those that are just using AI. And, you know, that's why they added the experience to the eat, right? So they've got experience, expertise, authoritiveness, and trustworthiness. You know, those are still going to be major signals because Google and all the other search engines, they need to show content that's trustworthy, right? Hits on all those different aspects because then it's going to be high quality content so that the product that they give, which, you know, is content a lot of times is going to actually be good and not just part of that AI content farm creation. Yeah. And I think, you know, Google's going to start to lean more on the, you know, the engagement metric as well. You know, if it's not a good article, people aren't going to stick around and read it. So you know, make sure you're writing good quality, engaging stuff. People aren't bouncing in and out of your content because they know it's AI generated. So, you know, a good result on the search engines doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get people engaging and, and converting. So, yeah. And that's a perfect segue to another thing that I think is worth talking about in 2024 is the search generative experience, right? SGE from Google. So, you know, you mentioned that ranking high, getting traffic to the websites, you know, that was always the goal with SEO, right? You, you want to show up, be the result, be the answer. Google shows your website. Google then, you know, the user then clicks on the link that's on Google and goes to your website. And then, from there, you know, focusing focusing on conversion rate optimization and you know other aspects to actually turn that into a lead and of course a customer. So with SGE, you know, and becoming more prominent, taking up a lot of space on the search uh, and result pages for it. They originally had, said it was going to be just a, a test that was going to end in December 2023, but they they took that away. You know, so they removed that little asterisk there that was saying this was a test for until December 2023. And, you know, it makes it lead to believe that it's going to be introduced maybe sooner than some people were expecting into the SERP. So what do you think about that, John? Have you played around with that much? Can you back up a little bit just for some of our listeners that might not know what SGE stands for and what it is? Can you just kind of give a little picture there? Yeah, so SGE is going to be for Google as a search generative experience, and that's Google using AI or generative AI to basically try to answer the questions on the search as a result pages. So, 
not getting into a bunch of technical information, you know, with large language models and, you know, everything else that actually goes into AI, the easiest way to sum it up is that it's going to be you entering into Google, typing in your question, it's going to use AI to answer your question directly on the SERP as opposed to providing you just links, uh, you know, of websites to click on to then go find your answer. Yeah, and I think it's a really interesting model. Back to your original question, you know, what I'm afraid of for our customers and for our own sake is that people won't be clicking into the website anymore if Google's answering all the questions on their site, you know. And it's it's an interesting model from their business, you know, perspective as well. If people aren't clicking through to ads and stuff like that to go look at websites and they're just answering all their questions, what's <laughs> what's Google going to change for a revenue model? So lots of questions around that, but you know, I've, I've seen some of it. It's kind of cool. Sometimes it does a good job. Sometimes it's a little off like most AI stuff. Yeah. And I think it'll be interesting too, because, you know, is this a 2024 where this is going to really take over or maybe it's a 2025, right? Are we still a, a ways out before the average end user is going to use it and trust it? Uh, that, that'll be the interesting, I guess, thing to watch as the year unfolds, because you know, if you think about it from an end user's perspective, you know, when they're going to the website, they're typing in a, uh, you know, a question, right? Or they're looking for information from it. They really, most circumstances just want that answer back to them, right? Yeah. So, you know, if they can get the answer back quickly, easily, then yeah, I could see SGE, you know, taking off, having a, a major impact on the way, you know, websites function in SEO in the industry as a whole, right? I mean, it takes you from focusing on the the top level or top funnel pieces of content, trying to get people in answering questions, you know, to maybe, you know, focus more on the mid funnel, right? The, the, the types of searches that still are going to require a click because it's more than just a, a answer to the question, you know, th that somebody might uh, click in or, you know, type into Google uh, in order to receive. So that'll be interesting. But you mentioned how AI also, you know, returns incorrect information. So if the end users are using it and they roll it out, it's not producing things that they trust or, you know, believe in for it, then, you know, do they start to question a lot more, you know, do they just ignore it? It becomes the, you know, something that a feature that's not used ever. Do they have to still click down to get it? Or does it actually show them, you know, good results and it, it provides a better user experience? Yeah, I've got a prime example for that. I was looking to write an article for a customer up in the you know vacation area of Wisconsin here, and he wanted to highlight some of the restaurants that are on lakes near near his town. So, you know, I start with AI and I kind of like, hey, just give me some suggestions on which restaurants are good on lakes in this town. And it came back with a bunch of restaurants in that town, but none of them were on lakes. You know, and it, it implied that. So, you know, I mean, I think. They've got a ways to go. I mean, that's something maybe a local would know, but, you know, Google doesn't at this point have access at the, you know, what is actually waterfront dining and what isn't. So it was, it's, it's like you said, I mean, I think there's some trust factors I got to get through there to, to really make that work well, but, you know, things are improving every day. So. Well, yeah. And there's so many different, you know, uh, models out there right now. Clearly Chad GPT, you know, is the big one. And then Bard was Google's trying to use Gemini, which they had a really, cool release video that came out uh, really talking about how much better it was than at least uh, GPT-4 and 
you know, then it turned out that that video was actually uh, a dramatization, I guess, <laughs> of, of what it, you know, actually could do. Uh, so yeah, things are going to change, and I think a lot of businesses, Google included, you know, they're they're trying to keep up, right? I mean, Bing actually released the, you know, the the first kind of, you know, generative AI experience when it comes to search uh, on there with answering the questions. And yeah, you know, I used it. They were still providing links. It made me initially think, hey, you know, this would be a this is going to be ads, right? I mean, ads are going to be important uh, with it. And I think, you know, depending on what type of business you run, really making sure that you're optimized for AI itself, you know, is going to be beneficial because, you know, if you think, you know, in regards to if it answers the question, it says zero click search result, there's no reason to go onto the website. Yeah, there's not a lot of value there for the website, uh, you know, to to optimize uh, their site for the content that the AI is just going to take and produce and, you know, essentially get the credit, right? But if you're like an e-commerce brand, right, you're selling a product and somebody starts, you know, they start using that SGE and they're, they're typing in what's the best product, what, you know, for this, uh, you want to be shown, right? So you want to make sure that you are paying attention to what it's using to optimize for, you know, those, those different factors. So you can become the recommendations and, you know, that's going to have a big impact on all of those affiliate sites, right? Because I mean, clearly if you're listening to this, uh, you know, podcasts, you're probably in the industry. So none of this is a surprise, but, you know, so many of those, you know, questions that you're answering or asking Google, trying to find the best product for something and looking at all those reviews, those review sites are, you know, affiliate links, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they're just sites making money. And, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to really trust uh, some of those, which, you know, leads to another aspect where, you know, is, is Google where people are going to continue to go like social medias or, 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 you know, like uh, search engines in general, or do they start to, turn to more of those, you know, alternative uh, places for search, like social media, right? TikTok gets a lot of searches already. YouTube's already been called the second, you know, largest search engine for a long time. Pinterest, you know, all of those are, you know, really something to keep an eye on from people looking and searching, you know, Reddit, if you, you know, gets a lot because it's user generated content versus, you know, a lot of AI created content and everything else that some of the search engines have. It's a, a good segue for what I was had on my list for things to watch in 2024 too, was like short form video. I don't think as a business, you can ignore that anymore. I mean, I think, you know, like you said, people are searching TikTok now for product solutions or suggestions or, um, you know, just how to things. And, you know, there's their filters are getting better every day. So you can filter by recent. And one of the things that foremost is going to focus on a little bit more is short form video and influencer marketing. But along with that, you know, AI has made video production, you know, image enhancement, you know, so much better that, you know, you can produce that stuff without as much effort as you used to in the past, in my opinion. Yeah, the editing. I mean, everything has just become so much easier that it doesn't take as much a skill, right, to actually get the editing. Now, making it interesting, <laughs> you know, actually no. <laughs> going through creative, you know, that's something that isn't being replaced as of yet for it. Uh, so, yeah, I think short form video, just other forms of, of content versus just the written word. I mean, we've been preaching podcasts and videos for a while now, and I think 2024, you're going to continue to see that it's going to continue to grow, especially, you know, if, you know, there is so much content spam created from AI. So we've talked a lot about AI. Is there anything else on your list of 2024 things to watch that, you know, you feel like are really important for our marketing audience? Well, one thing I think is, you know, not forgetting about 
the tried and the true, right? It, because there's always going to be those different shiny objects. There's always going to be different, you know, uh, marketing tactics to use, but having a good strategy is what's important. You can't neglect the basics just because, you know, there's all these new things. There might be easier ways to implement them, right? And uh, there might be other ways to get, you know, some of the different results for it, but you need to still dial in on everything else, right? Focus in on the user experience. That's going to be increasingly important as, you know, they're analyzing everything for it, but it's always been important. You know, you want to make sure that your, your website or your app or whatever somebody's engaging with you on is easy to use, you know, frictionless experience for it. That's going to be important from, you know, search, conversion, user, everything, right? So not getting too distracted, I think is really something that uh, is going to be important to remember as all these new tools, all these new things and all these new possibilities start coming out. I swear to God, you're looking at my notes. <laughs> I, I, one of the last <laughs> things I wrote down in really big, bold letters was, you need to review your marketing strategy to see what's working and double down on that. You know, Google AdWords saw about 9.5% increase last year. Well, that still works. It's timely. You can pay for results. You can get there quickly. Like you said, maybe you can enhance it a little bit, but go into 2024 with a good strategy and not all new stuff. Don't put all your stuff into short form video. Keep working on SEO. Keep developing good content. Do the things that have been working for you and, and make sure you have a plan. I think that's the biggest thing. Plan out your year, what you're going to produce, what you're going to accomplish, set some goals. Yeah. And also uh, clearly you can't ignore GA4 anymore, right? So when you're looking at the <laughs> analytics and the data, uh, I think it's time that you know, I see a lot of pushback still, even though it's, you know, you have to use it, right? UA is done. GA4 is here. Um, and, you know, that that's something that, you know, I still see a lot of marketers sometimes just, uh, you know, voicing open concerns and that's going to change, right? I mean, there's going to be a lot of different uh, features I expect to be added to that and actually being able to take a look at the data, use a little bit more, but that's you know, just using what you have and what's available. The other thing I wrote down on my list that we haven't talked about yet is voice search. I think my kids got a couple of Alexas or something like that for Christmas. I mean, there's just more and more of that stuff invading our homes. You know, my remote on my TV, I can talk to it now. <laughs> That's going to become more and more important to make sure you're kind of optimizing for long tail type questions um, on your site because it's it's using the net still and some AI technology to go search and find answers for that stuff. So if you want to be relevant, you know, you should think about incorporating some of that voice search into your strategy. Yeah, you know, especially local businesses, you know, and uh, everybody's just using the voice chat. That was something that you know, I remember that being, you know, three, four years ago when those devices first started getting pretty popular. And, you know, that was the big thing, right? I mean, everybody had the Alexa and everybody was looking to make sure that their products were optimized for it. So that when, you know, people said, hey, Alexa, order me batteries, uh, you know, they'd order the batteries that you had. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I remember at the time thinking, I, you know, I find some, some of that a little, um, I don't want to say far-fetched, uh, but it just wasn't quite there yet, right? For a lot of different products, because, you know, you look at products, maybe batteries was a bad example because, you know, essentially if you say double or triple A or whatever you're looking for, I don't think there's a lot of too many people at least that are, you know, really diehard brand believers on certain batteries, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm projecting and it is just me who always generally buys the, the, the ones that are priced right. But I think, uh, you know, a lot of that, you know, talking about reviews and, and everything else with it, but, you know, if you're asking for suggestions on the hours, right, making it easy for somebody to contact your business, even if they're looking for the business or so they're using the voice chat or plumber, you know, who's a plumber by me, you know, things like that, I think will be really adopted a lot faster than some of the more national aspects with when it comes to voice. 
Yeah, it's amazing to me how many people still haven't really, you know, filled out a Google My Business profile and local businesses and, and you know, kind of update that stuff regularly. If they do fill it out, maybe they just set it and forget it. They're not updating hours or specials or any of that type of stuff. I mean, it's a huge opportunity for you to get more traffic locally. I mean, people are on their phones looking for music and specials and hours and restaurants near me. And, and that's where that all comes from. So. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you think about that too, you know, just making sure that you're, even if you have it set up, when's the last time you looked at it? There's been changes over the year for that. So, you know, openness they've confirmed is a ranking factor. You know, you can now have social media link management, which, you know, I'm glad that we found that because it you know, defaulted to wrong links for us, you know, so it's important to, to, to stay on top of that as everything is going, you know, making changes. They are going to continue to update that. There's going to be more features, more reasons to use it. And, you know, it's a great way to get your information, not only to Google, but everybody on Google looking for it. It's, you know, there's other locations as well, too. Google isn't the only one out there. Yeah, Facebook and Bing and they even see Yelp still hanging in there quite often. <laughs> yeah. Well, Evan, we've talked about a lot. Do you got anything else to add? No, I think I just want to reiterate, uh, you know, a little bit about uh, 2024 and what's going to make the differences, you know, embracing changes, right, as they come, but paying attention to it, making sure that you're not just overlooking things that you, you know, the basics and the things that are supposed to be done uh, just to keep chasing the, the new and, you know, fun things for it. But the user behaviors are going to be changing. How much in 2024? Can't say for sure. Maybe it is, you know, a few years out, but it is going to change. And I think as marketers, you know, we need to pay attention to where the attention is coming from, how people are finding us, where people are going going for information and just making sure that we're there. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking if you don't have a goal-based strategy, you know, give us a call. We'd love to talk about strategy and would love to help you. You know, I think that's your biggest mistake going into 2024 is not having a plan and just kind of being reactive, not proactive. So. I agree. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Make sure you like subscribe, everything that is usually said at the end of a podcast. And thanks again. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast. If you want to stay on top of your marketing game, make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more episodes, show transcripts, and marketing insights, go to foremostmedia.com.